You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Federal Premium Ammunition and their new Centerfire Rifle Ammunition Terminal Ascent. Now, the Terminal Ascent has a slipstream polymer tip that helps flatten trajectories and initiates low-velocity expansion at longer ranges. The Terminal Ascent gives you match-grade long-range accuracy in a bonded hunting bullet, and it comes in a variety of cartridges, including the 6.5 Creedmoor, the 280 Ackley Improved, the 28 Nosler, the 7mm Remington Mag 30-06, and the 300 Win Mag. If you want to find more information about the Terminal Ascent, visit federalpremium.com. And while you're there, check out It's Federal Season, the official podcast of Federal Ammunition. Welcome to the Land and Legacy Podcast. We're your hosts, Adam Keith and Matt Dye. This is your number one resource for all things land. If you're interested in conservation, habitat management, hunting strategy, and rural real estate, this is the podcast for you. All right, guys, welcome back. Land of Lakes Podcast. Adam here. Matt is here. Uh, first time we've been so go together. Figure. We're in the same location. We're in the same location, live and on location here in my backyard. So if you yep. hear any background noise, you know, over the last few weeks, I think people have heard uh, me on the back porch, not only on uh there there's the neighbor's dog it's <laughs> the neighbor's dog barking at us they're um, over here there's two dudes with some candles lit in the back porch in the dark people are like what are these guys doing talking about nature and plants and stuff yeah for <laughs> sure and so uh there is a little background noise we apologize but um at the same time, we're outside. We're outside. Temperatures are a little cooler today, this week, than they have been. And so uh, we're trying to take advantage of that. Even though there's a few mosquitoes, we're still enjoying it. And uh, we're just we're just out. And, you know, it's a very fitting to what this podcast is about. Oh, we're just totally. out enjoying nature. Even though we, we're in the suburbs, um, there's a, a mighty post oak tree beauty. over my shoulder that's kind of got the candle, the little bit of candlelight kind of hitting it you're stars set, you're setting it, the mood setting it up man um i know guys in the past kyle hedges said man those birds are loud um <laughs> i think you told me the well, same thing and daniel um adams who we talked about on the last podcast he, he he made a joke he goes i'm actually i'm inside i, I don't i'm not gonna have any birds chirping in the background i'm like hey i, I love the outdoor yeah it's, it's almost like a, a uh the atmosphere we want to have on a podcast yeah the uh, if we could only get turkey ambient goblin. sound is yeah. is strong. Yes, minus the sirens that went by earlier. Uh, hopefully, yeah. we won't get any of those. Um, there's a few lightning bugs lighting up around yeah. us. Uh, it's pretty pretty nice out. Um, but you know, uh, it's good to be back. Uh, yeah. you've been on vacation, and uh, well, it's been two weeks since I've been home. Had that trip to Virginia, Maryland. And then it was a very quick turnaround. Went to Tennessee, East Tennessee, with family, and got back in last night. So it it it's been go go go. Um, but it is honestly, it's really nice just to be. And then we leave home. for Iowa tomorrow. 
Yeah, yeah. But it's nice to be home and just like ah, oh, back in Missouri. Like yeah. it's that feeling is nice. Yep, I for sure. It. But before we get started on this podcast, I don't know how long this podcast will be. Probably thirty minutes, forty-five minutes. Who knows? We'll see how far it goes. But before we kick it off, we just want to send out a big thank you and shout out to partner Make It All Possible Stratton Seed Company out of Stuttgart, Arkansas. Um, by now, you guys have heard us talk so much about Stratton Seed. Um, we helped develop some of their blends uh, three, four years ago, and Heritage, Legacy, Revival, Emerge, Emerge a couple others, and, and we're just in love with, with not only the quality and the, and the makeup of these blends, but also the pricing. And, and we can't say enough great things Try try their seed or check out the prices and see if it is a good option for you. And if there is not, um, if there's not Stratton in your area, consider being a dealer or find somebody. The, the pricing is so great that if you can get it in the stores, there's money to be made. And, and you can get this quality product at a fantastic price in your neck of the woods. And a reminder, since we're talking Stratton, we're here in late June. June twenty. First. And some guys are already, not some, a lot of people are already messaging, messaging us asking, when's the seed, fall seed going to be available? Which oh, is yeah. just crazy. We're still, we were selling there was spring, like a, there was summer like mixes last week. Six days. Yeah. <laughs> Where it was like the transition of, I haven't heard seed come up in, in a question in a, in, yeah. in, in a second. But yeah. now it definitely is. It was like, I heard the, I heard our store ding, ding. Mm-hmm. Another order came through, and I looked. I was like, okay, there goes Ancestry and Game Changer Soybeans. And then, like, boom, boom, a message come through on Instagram. Hey, hey where, when's Falsy going to be? And it's like, oh, we're stuff? on Falsy now. <laughs> yeah. That was a short little window. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, It's like this weird magical time of antlers are really starting to take shape right now, and people are like, Oh fall, oh fall, it's coming, and like and now it's like something boom. in the air, like yeah. that we're all just like fumigated with it, and it's like I should be thinking about deer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, longest day of the year. It's our photo period, Adam. We're in <laughs> I, tune with it. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. But anyway, um, you know, Stratton Seed, the the seed is going to be on our website, shoplandandlegacy.com, probably early July. That's the plan. We're not yep. sure when orders are going to start being shipped. It's being blended up right now, and hopefully it'll be shipped really soon. If you guys don't have or you're unaware of them, go check them out at Shopland and Legacy or gostrattonseed.com, and there's going to be some really cool stuff coming, not only in the future, but pretty awesome blends right now. The Legacy blend just... Oh, my gosh. favorite for for the fall. I favorite just love it for the fall. But at the same time, I love revival. Oh, I know it. It's like, what application are we in? Because I'll tell you which one I love, which one's yep. a home run, um, and probably some other stuff coming. That's you know, this is like, ah, which one do I pick? Uh-huh. So yep. that's what we want for you guys to to have many options and all being great, all great price. So check it out. Go com or shoplandandlegacy.com. Okay. Um, and we've covered this topic tidbit. It's like cookie crumbs. Today yeah. we're giving you the whole cookie. Yeah, exactly. It's like someone someone probably have has heard us mention these same reasons in different podcasts and not like maybe put it together, but at the same time it's like why haven't we why haven't we really just devoted an entire podcast to the simple question of why do we, Adam and Matt, love land? Yeah. I get that question in a, in a roundabout way. 
I love land. Yeah. Um, you know, like, why are you so passionate about this? Or, or how did you get started? Then, like, what took, what made it take off from you know just just you know simple questions to where where you're at now? Yeah. And it's like, well, that's a really good, a really good question, and it's, it's a very complex answer. question with a very complex answer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like, how much time you got, friend? You can't simplify something you're passionate about. Like it, it's not, it's not easy to. So yeah, here, here's a podcast to answer that question. And I think, I think people will be honestly a little surprised to know at, at the root what it is that's so incredible about land that we just like gravitate to, and that's like the let's say the foundation of the. Um, foundation of of information that's like this is why we're so passionate everything everything like stems from here yeah. if you could take if you could if you could put a nutshell in or <laughs> or just like boil it down it's this and then the rest makes sense yeah so that's uh, essentially the answers that that will reveal within the podcast yeah and it's going to be very difficult for me uh ADHD because this is something <clears throat> I like talking about land and habitat more than I like talking hunting. Oh yeah, uh, and oh, that's yeah. something that's changed over the course of five six years. Um, to where when you talk about deer and hunting and deer and hunting and all this stuff, it's great and we still talk about it a lot. But when it's February, I don't want to talk about that much. I want to talk about habitat. I want to talk about land. I want to talk. I, I, and I, I want think to do because it. it's like, you know, I don't want to talk about a, a a chess piece in a in a game. I want to talk about the whole game. I want to talk about the big picture. I don't want to just talk about one one item of it. And yeah. that's what deer hunting is to me. It's one item of a big elegant elegant picture mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I focus on that one myself i feel like i'm cheating all the others and again th- there there goes to like I'm that wheel i'm gonna approach. do my best to stay on track and to to get through my whole thought because there's going to be a very hard road for me to stay on and finish my thought because i can rabbit trail pretty quick pretty quick on this on this topic well in in as as like this podcast and conversation is essentially coming together before your guys's ears because we haven't shared i guess what what we talk about but if you go back to again what was just said of you know this is the center of 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 why and then uh, imagine you know whether it's spokes of a tire or whatever there's all these different reasons that that come out from um the center focus there but like you're saying deer hunting Turkey hunting is one of those spokes. It's one of those things that is just so so passionate. But I think what, what the magical and, and really neat thing is you have the center, you have the spokes, but but there is still something else broader on the outside. Or the, the center where the rubber meets the road, <laughs> if you will. But uh, but that's but you're that's going the a different whole... analogy to me. I was gonna say there's the centerpiece that's the everything evolves around that centerpiece. Well, hold on. I think you'll agree. You'll agree okay. with my statement. So you got the centerpiece. That's the foundation. You got the spokes. That that's your that's your uh, ways you enjoy it. But then again, all those spokes are connected because because it's cyclical. Like like all this all this stuff. Like we're talking 
cycles. We're talking, um, we're talking interconnected, holistic management, and and just boiling it down to, man, we're just we're just excited and passionate about understanding nature and the biological processes that occur. And when you understand or you begin to understand multiple ones, the connections or that outer band are so strong between all the other ones, it just makes you dive deeper. And yes. it's like, ah, oh, I love it. Like if there's a new nugget to learn, it's like, wow, that impacts that over here and then this over here. It's like, but but truly they're all connected. Yeah, 100%. Oh, like I don't – passion is a is a is – a, word that's used a lot with various things sure. and we are 100% passionate about land I mean that's just let's just simplify it and say we're sure. passionate about land Easy. Um, but it goes so much deeper than just saying yeah we're passionate about it because it's like there's there's a thing in it involved not just a thing but a person a creator that really is the thing that's like, man, this just, this just, to my core, makes me love everything about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. At the same time, it's so not only just passionate, but just full-fledged obsessed with land in general of trying to understand it, trying to figure out why this is here or why that is here or what purpose why this does this serve this how why does it do it this way or why does it seem to be changing or yeah whatever it may be there's just a full-fledged like ah i want to learn everything i can about this to not only educate myself but maybe enjoy it even more yeah if that's possible and i feel like that those those desires. And this this is where honestly, maybe it's a ten minute podcast because I'm getting I'm getting to the the core of things really quickly, but oh well. But it's like the more I learn about land or I learn about a connection or the way something works and something operates, it's it's almost like because we are firm believers um that God created this earth, it's like it's like more more of the intricate design, more of the power, more of him is like revealed though. At yeah. the same time, it's like it's like if I can learn and understand the 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 life that we don't see in soil, but we know is there. Like, is that not an illustration I can use elsewhere about faith? Yeah. Like, like it's like. If I know this and and I can see it and I can do a soil test and I know it's there or I can disc and disrupt that biotic life and it ha- it takes time to recuperate and time to heal and all this stuff it's like holy crap this like when you're outside in creation and working there and you and you have the existing knowledge of how it works it's like you can't you can't not see these things that we're talking about and make these connections and and that's why I feel like not only at the same time are you growing in in knowledge when you dive deeper into just creation, but you're also growing spiritually. And I think that that desire is, is something that it, it's almost like it, it like the 
it's a desire within itself. It's like you don't even have to like try to like desire to to grow spiritually or whatever. It's like when I learned this, yeah, it just happens because yeah. you're you are passionate about it and yeah. you're passionate about seeking out, out additional knowledge. And I Absolutely. think I think that a lot of a lot of people I'm not gonna say I don't want to say deer hunters, but a lot yeah. of people are scratching the surface of understanding the outside world, outside world like that we're sitting in right now, or just just nature. They're scratching the surface on it, and they're like, "Oh, that that's cool. I want to learn more. That that's really cool." It's like, but what is it that that might be like behind the scenes and drawing them in? Well, yeah. it's probably sp- spiritually driven. Is what I'm yeah. gonna say. It's like. Get after that. Figure it out, guys. Like yeah. there, there is so much more to learn here. Yeah, I, th- I think. You know, we said this. I don't know, a month ago, two months ago, somewhere. I said kind of that analogy of just finding, finding God in the outdoors, finding God in in land, and and how basically seeing the intricate details of of his creation and how that can be a good reminder to us of you know we have a soul we have blood pumping through our veins we have the opportunity to have a relationship with him the creator god and we have the ability to step outside in nature and look at his creation look at his power and say he built all of this and it's just a constant reminder of, you know, if you have a bad day, how can you have a bad day when you step out in nature and I'm say, I'm going to go see some trees. I'm going to go see some trees. <laughs> he, crea- he created that. Yeah. And he created me. Well. I'm pretty certain this dude, this creator, cares go about me. And by golly, I'm going to plant my, my hind end right here in this dirt. Yep. I'm just going to exhale. And I'm going to do it until I feel his presence and I feel him talking to me and I'm just going to listen. And, and, and here's, the, here's the really, really cool thing about what you just said is that happens to everybody who's listening right now. Whether you acknowledge it or not, yeah. that's like, that's why you're outside. That's why you go outside. You may not have made that connection, but but the draw to being outside is, is the ability for creator to speak to you and, yep. and to calm you down and to take those deep breaths and to pause and to reflect. Like it, it, it's, it's funny, but it's second nature. Yeah. Like where'd that phrase come from? Second nature. Yeah. You're outside of nature, but you, you just do it and you relax. But, but what we're saying is there's, there's more to it than just, Hey, take a deep breath, calm down, enjoy, enjoy the trees. Like there's it, a reason you're doing it outside and right there. Yeah, like you're you're in in the presence. It's it's very very easy to get stressed with land. I think that's what most of us are guilty of is just like ah, I didn't get that planted. It's failing. It's failing. It's failing. I'm spending money. Yeah. This uh, this is why can why can I not grow food plots? I thought I could do this, or why is this not happening? Why am I not getting more deer? And before you know it, you spent the whole year stressed, depressed, yeah, upset when it was right there. I mean, we could just change our perspective and say. Uh, maybe, maybe I need to look at this a little differently. Right. And then it's funny how things change when you change your perspective and you change overall just your, I'm good. Your mood in the outdoors. It's like, you know what? If that deer, if I'm not seeing the one fifties that I thought I was going to see, 
it's all good. Yeah. I'm still going to enjoy it because I get to I get to enjoy my time in this land. And you know, one one analogy you just used a little while ago, and I'm going to go to one is I think about this every single time. Every every fall, I think of this, and. It's that Bible verse where a lot of guys will start knowing what I'm going to, but um, it's used a lot, but it's in Matthew when he basically says that um, faith, if you have faith like a mustard seed, you can yeah. move mountains, nothing's impossible. I'm yeah. paraphrasing here, but every, every because brassicas in the mustard family, Yep. every fall when we're planting brassicas, I look at those little bitty black seeds and I'm like, son of a gun. I'll, I just gotta have faith like that, uh-huh. and I can move mountains. Yeah, and it's like that. I can't even hardly see that when I hold when I when I straighten my arm out and hold it out. I can barely even see that. Mm-hmm. And all I need is that much but, faith. But here's the cool thing: it you have to have so much, so little faith. Let's say because because the examples you're surrounded by it, like like you see it daily. That's that's the point. Another point that you're trying to make is like. It doesn't take much to to then be able to see things in a different light and a different perspective. Yeah, and and I feel like, in a roundabout way, everyone who's learned something from you know the podcast, maybe you're new. This is the first week. Well, cool, welcome. But like anybody else who has listened to the podcast, like you you grew deeper spiritually if if you go outside after learning something and look at it differently. Again, you may not acknowledge that, but you are. You're learning different processes, and then more things will be revealed, and more things will be understood. Like, and I, we we chatted yesterday on the phone about doing this podcast. Got home, um, and there was a letter waiting for us. That was fantastic, like an incredible letter. You know who you are. But one of the things that was mentioned in the letter was like again a different illustration. Yeah, prescribed fire. Can you not look at prescribed fire and 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 not see how something that just comes through wipes the clay, the, the the slate clean and bam there's like wonderful new life not yeah. only to mention like the finite details I'm not talking about oh great there's green plants here growing now that's that's fantastic but we're talking like the changes to um the breakdown, the decomposition. We're talking about the the uh, carbon being back into the soil and and rapidly changing um, those aspects, the finite, the little stuff. That's 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 deeper than than what you just see, but it, it drastically changes that area, or it drastically changes the species growing there, the the plant communities, the usage of the, those animals. Yeah, and and it's like something. An area that we would say that has very poor, very very poor wildlife habitat. Yeah. You can go in, and and I'm you're going to exact the example I'm talking about. You can go in. You can log the trees, which logging's generally just frowned upon, right? Oh, you can go. You think in. it's ugly? Yeah, right. Yeah. You so know. I'll I'll jump in after these projects. You yeah. believe it's ugly? Yep. So and then and then there's stuff everywhere. It's a mess. Um, then you go in and then you TSI. So you, you go back uglier. and cut more trees. Yep. So you're leaving strac- what what would appear to someone is just random trees on a hillside. Yep. And and then you go back and you leave it for a couple months throughout the winter time frame. People come up and say, 
guys, what are you doing? You're, you're ruining this. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. You're, yeah. It looked, it looks hideous. Aren't you just yeah. going to have erosion on that slope, this and that. And then, and then at the right time, the perfect time you go and you rip it with fire. Yeah. And now look at it. And, and then and it explodes with life. Exp- I mean, to stuff that you can't even imagine and believe things that none of us have ever even seen there. Yeah. Things that are stumping like where we're I going. Say, I don't want to say us, but like but like plants that you don't like you're not you don't see on an everyday walk. Like yeah. you you they cannot grow unless all those practices were done and then they begin to grow and they were never planted. They were always there. Yeah. Laying dormant. But it had like that piece of land and maybe someone's life had to go through what other people look like junk and scars and tough times and this and that yep. wiped clean and now people stop on the side of the road and they take pictures we post pictures all the time we're amazed every time we walk through there yep. and it's like are you kidding me yeah well what a perfect you know example not to draw this nature. out of land but it's kind of a it's a lot like what some of us endure in life we reach times in our in our life where we're down or we're stressed and our and our growth, our spiritual growth, or our walk is is somewhat delayed. Yeah. And I've been guilty of this many times in my life. And then something comes along, and God holds me over the flames. Mm-hmm. And out of that time of the flames, when I endured and came out on the other side, there was an explosion of of life, and f- and. We'll share it one day more, but in probably the most uh, dramatic times. dramatic time in my life was when we created Land of Legacy in that. Both, yeah. There was a lot of uh, a lot of stress, a lot of prayers, and a lot of like, oh, how can I endure through this? And held over the flames, and all of a sudden, poof! And now we've kind of created this and. And uh, believe wholeheartedly that it was a that was a faith-filled step, and God sent us on this on this wild journey. And you know, so many times when you look at land, you know, a lot of ecosystems sit stale. They sit, yeah, they're lukewarm. And then, by golly, you run a fire through there, and it's like, whoa, yeah. Or, and it's or, like, or you cut trees. You cut trees. You just overall, you just completely change the ecosystem, and and now it's way more um, productive for many more species as well as just earth, you know, I mean, with all, with everything, air quality, soil quality, yes. water quality, everything. I mean, it, it, like the list just continues to grow as, as you, again, learn more, go back to the spokes, you learn more about how how all this stuff is, is interconnected. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just powerful to have, it's powerful to have knowledge about, what it is you're doing. Yeah. Like, we talk with, with clients, those who hire us, a lot about, like, I don't, I want to break this down for you into units or segments. Yeah. Because I don't want you to be overwhelmed. And I yeah. want to give you digestible tasks to be able to do that match your time as a resource that you don't become overwhelmed. And I want to give you the reasons as to why we're doing this first, then this, then this, then this. 
it will make sense, but we can't we can't just leapfrog and we can't just spend extra money or we can't just say, I want to bypass multiple growing seasons. We have to go through the processes, but it is so stinking rewarding to have people follow this plan, if you will, and then they call you with, you're not going to believe this. Yeah. This this I, I am looking at this right now. I'm standing in this area where this happened, and it's like, I know. And you want to say like, I told you so, but it's like, I know, man. Isn't that fantastic? I'm so pumped that yeah. that you have this, you have this this miniature win um, in this unit. Yeah. But imagine this. I want you to stop right there. I want you to continue because the whole farm can look like this. Yeah. I just had a text two days ago from a guy who was out on his property and uh he up until the point of visiting with him he didn't have a ton of a ton of uh young forest early Mm -hmm. successional plants he had a very a stagnant farm and he started running chainsaw this winter and he went back in and he's like adam oh my gosh i cannot believe all the stuff i'm I'm over the moon with excitement of, mm-hmm. of what I've seen just in this first few months of work that you've laid out. And <laughs> it's like, he, you know, he used to plant food plots or he still plants food plots. and and But that was kind of his main thing. And he's like, these food plots look amazing. He rented a no-till drill mm-hmm, this year. And mm-hmm. he's like, these food plots look amazing. And I'm not even that excited, about uh, that excited <laughs> because everything that's going on outside of the food plots. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it's awesome, right? Like... I don't know how to express how exciting it is when you or how refreshing and awesome it is to hear from a landowner or a listener that's applied some of our principles or practices. They're not even ours. They're just Mm -mm. nature's way of managing. Yeah. Like, I don't want to take credit for any of this. We just we do a lot of we just recommend what what nature suggests. Basically, we manipulate (laughs) to where there's more diversity on the landscape. And it's like. You know, like, I, I didn't draw this up. It's yeah. just, I'm just replicating nature. Yeah. And, man, isn't it wonderful? Like, I, it's it's after 10 o'clock. Most of the house lights around us are <laughs> off. But it makes yeah. me just want to scream with excitement. Like, no, every single time somebody comes to me with a win that they did, I just want to scream for it because they get it, man. They mm-hmm. freaking get it. Yep. Like, it's just like, this is amazing. Like, everything that we do is not because I'm like, what we recommend is based on the results that we've found across the country and how awesome they are. And I want them to have it. I don't, sure. w- I want every single person that hears this podcast um, and all their friends and everybody that's ever even tried to manage a farm to get the results that they want no or doubt. to get results to where they get wins, to where they're motivated to keep getting wins and keep getting wins and keep getting wins. Before yep. you know it, they're in maintenance mode and they've restored their whole farm. Yep. And when you get there, it is one of the – people are going to call me crazy. And and I have no – I have no, like – I have no nothing to stand on in comparison because I've only done the one side of this. But I'm 99.9% positive that when the day comes, if the day comes, that I do shoot a 200-inch deer, I'm going to still tell you I love restoring landscapes more than shooting big deer for the simple fact of 
at the end of my journey, whenever that may be, tomorrow, 20 years from now, 50 years from now, I can probably go, we did way more for the kingdom with that landscape restoration, bringing people involved, doing all that stuff, than shooting that deer. Oh, by far. And 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 that's why I can be called crazy for it, but I don't care because I absolutely love the the side of land management and just overall just fixing a property, fixing it to where there's more there's more creatures, there's more plants, Biological there's all diversity. There's just there's just life. Yeah. I don't know how to say it any more simple than just say there's more life here than there was here. Yeah. And anybody who's ever done, like this landowner I was talking about when I first started this, it's basically in simple terms, he took what didn't have much life and he made a whole bunch of life there. Mm-hmm. And he's going, I've never seen anything like it. Well, and I'm like, I, I know. And yeah. don't you want to tell all your friends? It's like once you once you find Jesus, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you That's go and tell everybody about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because experience that. you don't want somebody to miss out on Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's like, and, I, and, I, 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 hey, I got Jesus in my heart. And <laughs> it's kind of like the joke about and it's in no way, shape, or form anywhere close, but you know all the memes where it's like, first rule of CrossFit, I must talk about CrossFit, yeah, yeah. or all those other things. It's like, once you have Jesus in your heart and you know him, you have a personally, personal relationship with him, all you want to do is make sure everybody you know and everybody you don't know has that same experience. Yeah, and, and I want to, I agree, but I, I want people to make sure they didn't mishear that and say think that like you you were saying that, this is just as important or just as cool as experiencing Jesus. There's the, nothing the point more important is, than that. The point is that once you experience Restored. your work, yeah, 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 your your work restoring something and and bringing life to that, it's insatiable. It's like I don't, I'm, I'm not going to quit. You'll never see me stop doing this kind of stuff because, and, and I think it's like this almost like kind of magical. Um, magical thing that I don't think I don't want to just hammer on food plots, but there's success obviously to to, to um, put a seed in the ground, plant it, have deer come out, shoot deer over the food plot, and, and and that's fantastic and so much fun. But there's something I think even better that people not enough people have experienced. Let's say that that you go into outside of food plots and talk about just restoring either um, historical landscapes or diversifying the the plant life there, uh. create you know taking mature forest and bringing them back down to young forest, whatever the practice is. But when you start to do things and manipulate, let's say, the landscape and the natural resources outside of food plots, it's almost like you're, you don't know that you do it, but you begin to look at things and you you're looking for all the the things that um are now occurring because of the changes that you made. So yeah. What I mean by that is like you you're going to go and you're going to notice rabbits. You're going to go and you're going to notice the caterpillars. Birds. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to go and notice you can't not hear all the birds that are chirping and singing um that are nesting that are you know whatever. You can't go and not see that. Yeah. Because you put time and effort into an area of maybe maybe here's another illustration of your life that was crummy, of of yeah. of a farm that was unproductive and now you put 
energy and time and devoted and made it better and improved it. And now every time you go back, you're like, I did that. And, and here's what's benefiting from it. Here's, here's yeah. the value that I brought to this, what was once crummy and, and, and had no life. I helped bring this to it. Yep. That is like, again, the, I wish we could go back to every single property we have ever been on that a landowner went and just said, heck yeah, we're doing this, boys. Everything's laid out. I'm getting after it. And see all the changes. Yeah. You know how like, fulfilling that would be? We can't do it. That's why we love, we're like, we beg people, send us pictures. Like, I want yeah. to see this stuff. Yeah. Because it's happening. It's happening before your eyes. You, But you don't get that yeah. unless you do it. You you have to you have to do it. You have to. It it does not. If you're not doing anything, it's negative. It's declining. It's eroding. It's whatever it is. And but isn't that true? Like in, in your walk, in, though, too. In your walk, yeah. If you're not putting it in, you're just you're taking steps away. If you're not stepping forward, you're t- you might as well be stepping backwards. You you're not just neutral. You're not just staying. You're not just oh, I'm I'm parked here. Like yeah. You're you're. <laughs> You're rolling forward or you're rolling backwards. One of the one of the things that and it's another analogy that it in in uh, faith it was faith is like a muscle. The more you use it, the bigger it gets. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what, how old I was when I heard that, but like I don't know, it was just a light bulb. It's like faith is like you have to actively work at it. And same thing with this. And this is why the natural world is so connected to the spiritual world. Yeah. It's like when you work in nature, you improve it. Yeah. When you do things, it gets better. Yeah. But when you let things go, and, and someone's going to be like, well, guys, you know, if you cut all the trees down, you wouldn't have any big trees. We're like, well, not that's not a practice you would you would go and say everything gets cut down. Like, yeah. we're talking about maybe, it, maybe it's TSI. Maybe that's the application in this area. But you're working towards something. Yeah. But if you don't do anything, it's crummy. It's stale. It's stagnant. To me, yeah, exactly. And and I think guys were very competitive. Like, just naturally guys are competitive. Yeah. And we usually compete with others we, we love. And I think I'm more guilty of this than anyone. So there's nobody more evil at this than I am. Um, but we love to look at others and... and compare ourselves and go ah his farm's better than mine or he shoots bigger deer or he's got more food plots or his food plots look better than mine and and i'm using all these analogies for land managers because that's what most of them are and really we should just strive to be we should put the blinders on and just say i'm not only am i going to be the best version of me today but i'm going to be an even better version of me tomorrow and not only is my farm going to be good this year, but I'm going to make it even better next year. And we just constantly should strive to be a better person and a better landowner, a land manager, and overall just an observer. Because, you know, as we're sitting here having this conversation, there's lightning bugs going off oh, yeah. all around us. Here's this little bitty half-inch long bug put on this earth, gets eaten by a lot, Get smashed by a lot of car windshields, <laughs> and, and kids, and <laughs> stuffed with, in mason jars. <laughs> stuffed in mason jars. But he's got this little glowing end, and he just lights up the world. Yep. 
And you can look at that bug and be like, man, that's pretty cool. And then go on about your day or go on about your night or, or go in and go to bed. Inconsequential. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's lightning bugs. Who cares? But here's this little bug doing its, you know, it could be a normal bug and never glow. Sure. But it has the ability to glow. And every night during the summer, spring, he glows. And he's doing his darnest to praise God because he's sitting here. Because that's his What mission. can I do? I can glow. I'm going to do Vroom. what I'm supposed to do. And he sits here and he glows and he just keeps lighting up the world. And even though he's a little bitty bug, tiny little guy. Yeah. You know how many people talk about that? Look for those. Get enjoyment and relaxation it's, it's out not, of looking at that little bug light up the world. It, it's it's not a summer night if you don't have those, right? No. Like you're like, oh, where are the lightning bugs at? I, I should and be experiencing them. fireflies. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you call them, lightning yeah. bugs, fireflies. Like you can look at those things and say, you know, they, their their job may seem pretty unimportant, but they can bring so much joy even being that small. Yeah. Imagine what we can do. Mm-hmm. We well, can we can either be Debbie Downer and we can just, ugh, or we I can kill find things. This year. Yeah, <laughs> or we can find the things, and I think that's one of the big things that really comes back to land for me, is because there's a lot more happy days than there are sad days as a land manager versus a deer hunter. If yeah. I was just a deer hunter, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be depressed some years. You'd be looking forward to only opening. Ready for opening day or November, and, that's and then as soon as season gets over, start the depression. But and and I used to be like that, or or, or depression, or just wait, start having excitement for for the next opening day. Yeah, and it's just like okay, everything I'm doing is getting ready for opening day. You're steal. It's like you're stealing from yourself. If you're a landowner, you're stealing joy that you could have from from the months of. January all the way till the next September. It's like you're you're robbing yourself that that's the way you think about it. And again, we're not saying that having excitement for deer season is not is not is wrong. We're just saying that if you care about deer season, there's so many other things to care about as well and enjoy that bring you uh, like additional joy. And that yeah. that's the beauty of it. And and like Another another illustration that that needs to be made through all of this uh, as to why you love land. It's like look at the role of a landowner in an illustration to like a father figure in life. It's like here I have I am in control of this piece of property, and I at, at some day am going to be passing it off. I, I'm at some day going to be you know selling it. I, I'm not always the owner. So, so in the time that I have ownership of it, maybe you know your kids that you're instilling values in. But, but I have X amount of time before I sell this thing. I better treat it right. I better do all the good things that I can to this piece of property to make it the healthiest, to make it the strongest, to make it the most um, robust in, in all the different aspects of the property that it has or that it um it at its attributes i better make it the best thing that i can and then one day someone's going to thank me for doing that or someone yeah. someday someone's going to come and say i see a ton of value in the work that you put forward on this property and or maybe it's i you know in in a, in a uh, the illustration to to your kid it's like you know someone comes up and say your kid is so well mannered well I, 
I'm instilling those manners and, and those values in that kid. I have a set amount of time that, that I am devoting to that kid, that I, I have oversight and direction, that that's important. And I need to be doing that as, as a father, as a parent. And same thing can kind of be set up for land. You have a role, you have a responsibility. And I think that, again, it's that, it's that illustration or, or, or parallel that we can make to the natural world of, I'm in control of this. And if I don't understand, so first job, how, yeah, yeah, first, what's the job, first job, caretaker, heck of an occupation. Yeah, but it's like that. That is so. It's it's so important to be that caretaker. Yeah, and and I think you can learn so much from it, or or find parallels between the two of them, in that responsibility, and become the best landowner for that piece of property that it's ever seen. Absolutely, job well done. Good and faithful servant. That's right, um, and <laughs> that's that's the goal. And and you know, f- when it comes to just doing this, it's there's just so much more. You know, if if hunting is what gets you, I believe wholeheartedly that there's activities that we do in society to get in the outdoors that's kind of a the hook that is drawing us in and i don't know how god designed it nor do i even attempt to understand it but there's things that each person in this world lots of us can look at and we're some of us are more interested in things. Yeah. Some of us are more interested in birds. Some people like snakes. Some people love fish. Some people like fish. Some, some people, people love like eating fish. Some people like eating fish. Some people <laughs> like just frying fish. <laughs> yeah, frying fish. Frying f- the whole experience yeah. with yeah. fish. And some people like um, hunting. Yeah. And you know, a lot of a lot of men, a lot of males, start out as boys enjoying hunting and and enjoying the you know the first hunts and then the 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 buck and you have the whole evolution of a of maturing a, of a hunter a maturing of a hunter to where later on in life he talks about conservation oh yeah that's typically how it works he yeah. he starts thinking about the next generation and he starts taking kids and all that stuff but you know there's so many things so many aspects that draw people to the outdoors and I don't think that's because I don't believe that that is just by accident i no. think there's you know there's a funny way he has a sense of humor god that 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 guy he has a very good sense of humor because he draws us all in with certain things and sometimes we miss the point and if we sit in a tree stand and it's like man i try to strive strive to push myself to take to take part of that tree stand experience and just Get off the phone. Just just listen. I think we did we this podcast to. where we talked a little bit have about, to. you know, enjoy yeah. it. Yep. Enjoy the whole experience because if we're just going out there and we're getting stressed, and, and I've said that I'm before. I'm not killing a buck, man. I'm not killing a buck. My food plots are failing or whatever's happening. I'm not getting pictures of good deer. What do I got to do? It's like, man, we're missing the point. Yeah. And and the reason we say we're missing a point, it's, and we get a little preachy. I've seen that comment a few yeah, times. We get that. a little preachy. We're probably a little preachy on this one. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Maybe. But, <laughs> but hear me out. I don't do this because I want you to know that things are wrong or practices are wrong or that that what we're doing is right. 
we're we have this podcast, we have this business to really help you see it, to learn it, to find out what you've been missing. Yeah. Because and in no way, shape or form am I emphasizing that we're prophets. Not at all. But if you read the Bible, you hear about these prophets who have visions. And basically, God is unveiling to them heavenly aspects that you can't see on the earth. And they're having the ability to see through God's eyes things, depending on the prophet. With this landscape and land management, what? why we try to to tell you guys why we're so passionate, why we're so much like, ah, please, just, just hear me out is because once you see an ecosystem, a much healthier ecosystem than you would normally see on the landscape, you everything you would do would be, I want that. I want to, I want to take that right there and I want to put it on my farm. And so what we're telling you and what we're trying to help you guys with this podcast and why we're so passionate about it is because once you see it, you don't want to see anything else. And unfortunately, we see the bad stuff way more than we get to see the good stuff. And by that, I mean we see really bad landscapes, and then we see a few really good landscapes. We, we, we come in, we make the bad ones good. Yeah. And Try. Uh, I just wish people could stop failing and get some more wins. And I just wish yeah. they could have the ability to go out and have a plan in place to where when they did something, it was like, I see the results. I see how amazing that is. And I want to do more. Mm-hmm. And I don't like hearing landowners who have failed and failed and failed and failed. And they just keep doing the same stuff or trying these new fads or trying these new seeds or whatever it is. And they just don't get the results. And then what happens? Their wife gets mad at them. Their kids don't get involved. They sell the farm. And it's like, I busted on that. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm going to go pay to hunt on another farm. Right. It's just like, ah, I just want you to see it. Yeah, and and everyone everyone does you know learn it at, at different paces, and um, I, I, it'll be interesting. Truthfully, Adam, to see what the response is from from this podcast. I, I think there'll be a ton of a ton of um, I, I would say praise. I think from 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 a lot of people, we 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 get that um, when we open up and have these. Just I mean, there were zero notes. None. When it comes to this, it, it was just like we hey, didn't even have laptops. I had no. my phone out just to Mine's make sure on the stoop. But yeah. it's like this is this is boiled down. This is just uh, I would say as raw as it gets. So we we texted talked yesterday on the phone. Let let's talk about that. And I'm sure you spent some time in your own head of of you know what that means. Okay, what what kind of direction are, are we going? Oh, I'd like to go this. Okay, cool. Like this is just as as raw, unfiltered as as you're gonna find us. Um, but, but this is, this is it. I mean, this, this is the, the point. This is the reason behind. I truthfully feel like as, as humans, we're called to go outside and work. And, yep. and, and I, this is why I have my phone out. I'll, I'll tell you, if you want to really kind of hear, you know, if you want to wrap this into a song, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to oh. read some lyrics. So will I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is a fantastic Hillsong song. Has, and you know, there's, there's, <laughs> there's so many lines in this. The first time I heard it, I actually go to YouTube. Up. Yeah, so yeah. will I. If the stars were made to worship, so will I. If the mountains bow in reverence, so will I. If the oceans 
if the oceans roar your greatness, so will I. That's one that kind of is like mm-hmm. everybody knows the sound of waves crashing on the shore. It's like, why are they it's crashing repetitive, on the shore? Repetitive, maybe, repetitive, Maybe maybe those waves are singing God's praises. And yeah. it's like, wow, okay. Um, that's pretty crazy. And then uh, if the wind goes where you send it, so will I. If the rocks cry out in silence, that's the one that like mm-hmm. hits you to core. Is like they're crying out in silence? Yeah. And like, man. I got plenty of rocks crying out in silence on my farm. <laughs> Why are there so many? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of singing silence down there yeah. in the Ozarks. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just so alive. That 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 song just captures the whole essence of, of kind of placing yourself on your farm and going, what's the purpose of that? What's the purpose of that? What's that tree doing? What's this plant doing? Well, you know, some of those plants are showing their the their most beautiful self they can do and it's and it's all part of appraising God the creator of of um him putting them on this earth and i think that the at the at the very core of what we do is try to make sure that there's that 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 we're we're finding the purpose of of what we're doing out there and it's and it's really not in it's really not in a uh, selfish I mean, it probably appears like that in some things that we do. Is like, oh, I'm doing this so I can have more deer. Well, yeah, that's a great product. But at the same time, we're called to be gamekeepers. We're called to be stewards of the land. And, and I believe that wholeheartedly that, uh, that, being a, that being a steward of the land means to make it the way that God designed it or try to do your best. And, and <laughs> through natural disturbances and the way the landscape was um, occurring, uh, I feel like our practices that we do, replicate that pretty good for the most part like everything we trying to do we have we we're trying to use natural disturbances and and uh by doing that we have the ability to see god's glory even more so with the amount of the the amount of animals and plants and species they're going to use it yeah well i mean without a doubt and there goes a firework yeah sure enough i i just i feel like this conversation, obviously, it's probably been boiling for for stinking years, you know, in in our gut to 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 have it and just boom popped out tonight in the podcast. But at the same time, I feel like there's probably a lot of people who have who have never <laughs> let me say those who are still listening who have never thought about land and the capacity that that they they probably just heard it. Yeah, and and or would normally make those connections. And I encourage you to continue to strive to make additional connections, whether whether you're in the hills and hollers of West Virginia or you're in um, southern hot in the live oaks down south swamps of Georgia. I, it does not matter whatever the landscape is, whatever the, the plant communities are that you're managing – this stuff can hold true in your situation. Go out and just look at things in a different light because one, as a land manager, you're probably going to improve the way that you will manage that property. And and those who own land and, and maybe maybe you're able to go out there, that's your weekend retreat. Like, stop and pause at the front gate and say, why is this my retreat? Like, think about it. Think about all the instances that you're hearing on the podcast and be like, 
why do I feel so much better or at ease? You know, yes, there's obviously a difference between office work and and work in the field um, or stress from a job and and you leave it at the office and and you depart from it and you, you get there and it's just, ah. But there's more than just peace and a less stressful environment out there for you to enjoy. Yeah, like there, there. It's it's deeper. It's bigger than that. Think about that if you're going out hunting this weekend, or you know whatever you're fishing, you're spending time on the going river hunting this weekend, <laughs> hunting some hogs, I guess. Hunting hogs somewhere with your head above the ice and your body in a cooler. Yeah, no kidding. It'd be hot, yeah. but but just pause and reflect on this stuff. Yeah, um, because it it. it it's more than it's more than just wor- words, I, and I think that that people um, may begin to realize that there is a stronger connection between just the the biology that we see and and the spiritual world. Because because I mean I, I I firmly firmly believe that, and there's a lot of you know one of one of our favorite pastors is uh, Louis Giglio, and that Joker will commonly bring in instances from the biological world um, and bring that into preaching. And it's like <laughs> aha moments almost of, of like, wow, that was divinely created. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, fantastic speaker. But um, yeah, it, it's just, uh, it's important to slow down and take, take the time to digest it all. Cause man, it food plot season just wrapped up for a lot of people. And might be twiddling your thumbs, kicking your yeah. feet up, but take time to pause and reflect on it. Yeah, here's my call to action for everybody. This summer, a lot of guys are out doing stuff this summer, getting ready for deer season and getting ready whatever for whatever season. And there's going to come times of frustration. There's going to come times of, man, this is so much work or whatever. In that moment, there's no better time to just stop, pause, exhale, and say, okay, God, talk to me. Mm-hmm. Remind me of where I'm at. Yeah. Because with a little perspective, we can all probably be in a much better mood and be much more refreshing to be around um, when we have that perspective change of going, ah, everything's failing, to is this really that big of a deal? Mm-hmm. You know, there's weeds in my mm-hmm. food plot. Well, they're native. Um, oh gosh, deer are eating deer them. Deer are eating them. Oh gosh, that provided that provided cover for the poults that just ran across here. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that wasn't such a bad deal. Oh, is, that a, is that a rabbit that's there underneath? They're taking shelter. Huh. Yeah, for sure. And and I think that there's a lot of really hurting people in this world. And if we get to if if we're some of the select few that have the ability to enjoy a farm that we own or at least in a farm or even public land. Let's share it with some people. But yeah. while we're sharing it, let's remind them of, of what's going on out there. And, um, I think we could, you know, we're, we can all pull our part of the rope to make this world better. Um, and it may just be as simple as inviting a few people during the summer to help and talk to them about what's going on out there. But we got to get started somewhere. Absolutely. And and if you're um wondering, yes, that right there is why we love land in a nutshell.
How, how long was that? 50 minutes? I don't know. Something like that. 50 minutes. 50 minutes. We told you it was complex. If you, and <laughs> you, and you there's going to come probably. stuff tomorrow or tonight while I'm laying. It's 57 minutes. While I'm laying in bed, I'm going, oh, I can't believe I didn't say that. I, I got one already, and I'm like, oh, I want to say that. We're kind of wrapping up already. You know, before we kick it off, though, we need to remind everybody of, you know, uh, we've been very blessed with, with Land and Legacy and what we're doing, and you know, we've had the ability to bring on some partners. And like we said before, we don't seek out a ton of partners. We really try to work with the people that we want to work with um, because we believe in their product. And, and that want to work with us. And like they want to work with us. and relationship. And it's like we don't want to go kick tires and find people and, and be like, ah, this is really – we want to find good working relationships with, with products and people that we believe in and – and one of the people that make this possible is Vortex Optics. Yep. Um, I was a doof and and uh, left a pair. <laughs> I remember when you left, and I was like sitting there, like, "Wait, you did what?" Yeah, I left a, left a pair. Uh, Keith Hammer from Stratton Seed had shot his first turkey, <laughs> and I left him sitting. I'd taken my harness off and I left it by the tree, and uh, a year later, you found them. <laughs> it was hilarious because they it, were it was like, toast. Yeah, it it was. It, I think it was op- No, it was youth season. With with uh, Seth and his son Trey sitting yeah. a back against the about like the almost exact same tree, and there there they are shining in the leaf duff, just a big <laughs> they old pair really of shining <laughs> after that. So I tested out the VIP program, the yeah. warranty, and by by golly, they sent me a new pair. So yep, um, check them out at Vortex Optics. Even doofuses love Vortex Optics. <laughs> Even they're going to carry me. They're going to pick me up, <laughs> yeah, pick right. me up on a bad day. I, I sent it in. And I think in the note I said, bad day. I'm a screw up, and I left these in the woods <laughs> for a year. For um, a year. What can you do for me? Yeah. And oh, it was like, I don't know, two weeks later I got a brand new pair in a box. I was Here's like, Here's what I'll do for you. And at that <laughs> moment I'm like, I love, the, I love the glass. I love the optics. I love everything they have so far. And now I love their warranty. So, <laughs> and until you know, that's what I want to use now. Yep, so, yep. Um, and we're fortunate enough; they wanted to partner with us. So here we are, vortexoptics.com. Check them out. Absolutely. Oh, um, before we kick this off, we need to remind everybody that YouTube channel, please subscribe. Facebook, Instagram, if you ha- aren't there already, we share pictures constantly of, of a lot of really cool stuff it's not a whole lot of hero pictures (laughs) it's just like tons of plants tons of before and afters tons of just successes i don't want to flood your i don't want to flood your you know we try to i try to post them positive encouraging to try to get people to be like oh this is really cool i don't want to flood your page with random stuff but we post a lot of different really cool before and afters that that alone should be worth a like. After hearing the podcast, you're like, I want to go see those. I want to see what these boys are talking about. Yeah, but a lot of lot of good stuff. Um, this this podcast is is definitely a special one. Um, the other two podcast, or I guess the other podcast this week, um, is is client success as well as another way to enjoy land. So. Anything regarding land, you guys are going to see it on social media as well as um, the podcast. So be sure to subscribe to all of those and leave a comment on iTunes as well for us. Guys, we certainly, certainly appreciate everyone following along. Um, We'll see you next week.